the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays, live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, in conjunction with the PropCast here as well. We're live streaming right now on the NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube account, but here for the PropCast, and already it is time for the NFL playoffs, and we're going to talk about our player props, of course, for the Super Wild Card Weekend, but joining me. As usual, you guys know him as the Golden Pipes, the Golden Voice on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Rod Via Gomez. Rod, we have crossed the finish line of the regular season, and we are entering the NFL playoffs. So, man, how you feeling? Ah, man. Well, as a 49er fan, I am stoked. I am uh, once again watching playoff football in the Bay Area. So, uh, I, I cannot be more excited. For Saturday to happen and uh, just as an NFL fan in general I mean this is it man this is this is what it all boils down to and and now they're giving us so many different games and and scenarios and I mean now we've got a neutral playing site just in case uh you know the Bengals end up playing it's just this is probably one of the more action-packed I suppose postseasons than than we've had in a while so I'm, I'm excited for it how does it feel to have your team in the playoffs well, moon off. You know, it's funny because my brother, my brother did this to me a while back. He said uh, he, he wrote this long thing on my Facebook page because he's a, he was a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and and for a while, like you know, the Chiefs weren't making the playoffs, and so mm-hmm. when the Niners were back in like 2013, whatever, he he asked me the same question. He goes, he goes, Big Brother, what is it like to have the your your favorite team in the playoffs? And I was like, it feels good, brother. It feels good. <laughs> and then of course, you know his team goes and beats mine in the, in the super bowl. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty funny, but it, it feels good. Moon off. I, I want you to, I want to invite you in someday. I want you to feel the, the joy. Yeah. Give, give us about five, six years. You know, we'll, we'll be there. We will be there rod for the playoffs, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be an exciting weekend for sure, man, where we're kicking off the playoffs here. Uh, like we, like I said, we'll talk about our player props for the weekend. We'll give about, about four to four to five each, about four. And we'll talk about uh, some touchdown prop bets as well. But yeah, your Niners are uh, leading it off, my man, aren't they? Uh, on Saturday for the uh, wild card weekend, it's going to be a divisional game between uh, the Seahawks and the Niners. How are you feeling about this game, man, before we get into our player props? I absolutely love this game for the 49ers. The, the great way to start this off. I mean, again, 10 in a row. I, I know that there's a lot of people that probably feel like this might be a trap game, but mm-hmm. the way this team has been playing through the last, what, couple of months now, they have a loss since October. Yeah. It's just all they've got to do is continue to do what they do. I mean, mm-hmm. they've already beaten them twice this season. It, it's not like they're going to throw anything at Seattle that Seattle hasn't seen this season and hasn't been able to stop. Yep. So it doesn't matter what you put down on film. It doesn't matter how hard you, you study that film. All they have to do is do what they did the last two times. 
replicate that, right? Because yep. it's not like Seattle's going to be any different. They know Kenneth Walker's going to get the ball a lot. They know Geno Smith's going to try to to get his receivers involved. But that defense is just way too tough, and they've played some outstanding teams over the last 10 weeks and have beaten them all. And I've, I've held it to, what, 16 points uh, per game? Like, it's just, yeah, yep. it's going to be a good start. And I'm glad that we get it out of the way because then I can enjoy the rest of the weekend without much stress. Yeah, I, I think that I think we'll see a lot of running, whether it's it's Debo, whether it's uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, whether it's Elijah Mitchell. Um, I would be shocked if Brock Purdy threw this ball more than 20 times in this game, because I think we've talked a lot about on the propcast and on the NFL gambling podcast, Rod, that this Seattle rush defense was one of the worst uh, in the entire season. I know they, they did better over the last three weeks, uh, but you're going up against a different animal when you have those in particular, Tristan McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell that can run the ball effectively. You throw in Debo into that conversation as well. Yeah. yeah I think this is a tall order for the uh, Seattle Seahawks in this game. So, Hopefully it's not you know anything to stress about or sweat about. I this sh- seems like it should be uh, a a a easy victory here for the 49ers just because you know what you mentioned over the past couple months they've just playing out of their minds, and you always look at those teams that come into the playoffs, Rod, that you want to back that are in good form right now that are hot that have that momentum. Um, and I think the San Francisco 49ers, at least in the NFC for me, are that team right now as they, you know, try to hoist the Lombardi trophy in February. Well, and the fact that they get a division rival right off the bat, I mean, this is a third, you hardly ever get three cracks at a division rival. Yeah. So I know Seattle, they're going to, I mean, obviously they're not trying to sleep on this game. They can't sleep on this game, but right. by the same token, it's like, Again, you, you know, you got to get up. You barely made it into the playoffs in the first place, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you stood a chance of not even getting there if Green Bay would have won. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm going to have fun watching it. I may not talk to anybody for the, the duration of the game because I, I may be too stressed, but um, talk to me at halftime. We'll see how I feel. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll send you a text at halftime and see how you're feeling. <laughs> yes. Hopefully they're, they're up by double digits at that point, Rod. All right. Uh, Let's get into our player props here for the uh, Super Bowl card weekend. Uh, about six games to pick player props from. So I know it's going to shrink, uh, obviously, as we kind of progress through the playoffs. But plenty of opportunities for us to cash in on some player props here. Rod, Rod why don't you lead us off, my man, with your first player prop? All right. Well, I'm going to start in Buffalo uh, with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen because we tend to start out with quarterback props. Um, Josh Allen's number for pass attempts is set at 33 and a half. I found this rather intriguing because uh, Josh Allen, obviously we know that he can put the ball up a ton uh, in, in certain situations. He had 40 pass attempts the last time he played the Dolphins. Uh, but since then, it's been 26. It's been 31. Even before that, it was 27 and 33. Um, so Josh Allen has not necessarily been throwing the ball as much as we would expect him to do. That said, the last time they played the Dolphins, Tua was in there. So it yeah. turned out to be more of a shootout than it probably should have been. Mm-hmm. Tua won't be in this game. This game will not be the high-flying trapeze game that it will be for four quarters. Maybe two quarters, maybe a quarter and a half. But at that point, the Bills should have built up enough of a lead over the Dolphins that they don't need to throw the ball nearly as much as they will in the second half. And I see a heavy game from Singletary. I see a a heavy game from Zach Moss in the second half. 
Uh, whereas as Allen doesn't necessarily need to throw the ball uh, as often. And and really, again, like I said, over the last two weeks, it's been 26, it's been 31. And, and that was in a 35 to 13 win against Chicago with the 26, 31, 35 to 23 win against the Patriots. So it's not as if they're not scoring points and Allen isn't throwing the ball. They're scoring points and he's not having to throw the ball as much. So um, I don't see 33. I don't see 34 pass attempts for Josh Allen this week in a game where they pretty much should roll over the, the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, this seems like the, uh, this game should be, for the Bills at least, at, at minimum, a double-digit lead by the half where you kind of come into the second half and you know, you're know you trying to milk the clock as much as you can. And maybe it just takes about 20 pass attempts in the first half for the Bills to build a two-touchdown lead over this Dolphins team that obviously now is going to be without Teddy Bridgewater and obviously Tua Tungabailoa in this game. Um, I think it's just going to be difficult for Miami to number one, move the ball down the field, um, generate anything on offense, honestly, um, which kind of correlates with my player prop. You took the under on his pass attempt. I'm going to take the over on his rushing yards. Uh, you know, we talked about Josh Allen a lot, uh, throughout the season and when it matters the most for Josh Allen, he's going to utilize his, his legs, um, and, and gain yards that way on the ground, right? And if we take a look at the six playoff games in his career for Josh Allen, he's rushed for 51 or more yards in five out of those six games in his uh, playoff career. And we talk about the playoff match, sorry, the regular season matchup against the Dolphins. He ran for 55 yards. I believe this was the last game against the Dolphins. And he's played in what, I think three career, or sorry, two of the last three games against the Dolphins. He's gone over this number of 50 and a half rushing yards. So uh, I'm going to back his legs where you're fading his arm here a little bit. So a little correlation there. So I think Josh Allen is going to be that guy here for the uh, Buffalo Bills in this game against the Dolphins here, Rod. Yeah, I mean, well, he had 77 yards against the Dolphins the last time they met, so even yeah. better to uh, for this prop. But yeah, I mean, look, the guy almost rushed for a thousand yards this season. Like he he took off so many times and has had so many games over this mark. You know, 86 against the Jets, 84 against the Vikings, 78 against Detroit. So yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously it's there. And and when you talked about in the playoffs, he's been doing it too. So um, I, I certainly again. It, this is one of those games where I don't think Miami's going to keep it close. He'll probably end up having to scramble off a few times to to pick up a first down. And for him, it's not just a, a couple of yards and a cloud of dust when he scrambles. It's literally big chunks of yardage. So he's just got to do it a few times uh, to get over this mark. So I, I like yours as well. All right. Take us over to player prop number two, Rod. What do you got? All right. I'm going to go with a, a little combo that I found, actually, and it's it's kind of neat. You got to shop around for this one. But um, this is a combo that combines George Kittle uh, with a touchdown and then Christian McCaffrey over 75 rushing yards. This comes in at plus uh, 300 if, you, if both of them hit. And I honestly 100% believe that both of those can and will hit. McCaffrey... Honestly, uh, uh, 75 rushing yards for him is going to be ridiculously low in this game. He had 108 against Seattle the last time they met by himself, 121 against Vegas, sprinkled in with some 45s and 46s. But um, again, we know that McCaffrey is going to get a huge workload this week against this ridiculously bad Seattle rush defense. Uh, They're allowing like 150 yards per game on the ground this season. 
uh, are the Seattle Seahawks defense. And, and it's, it's just been terrible for them uh, all season long. And again, I mean, all it's going to take is for McCaffrey to break off a couple of big chunks, which we've seen him do to get to that 75. He doesn't even have to have a, a ton of carries. He's splitting it with Elijah Mitchell. I get it, which is probably why that number's so low, mm-hmm. but um, the path for him to 75 yards is, is ridiculously. Um, yeah, I think it's there, but as for George Kittle getting a touchdown, <laughs> you don't need to explain it to me, but you can tell our listeners. <laughs> I'll tell the listeners. I mean, I don't got to tell you, but George Kittle, I mean, when you look at his game log, over the last four games, two touchdowns against Arizona, one against Vegas, two against Washington, two against Seattle. I mean, that's that's seven touchdowns in the last four games. You can't tell me that this is not going to happen for George Kittle to get in the end zone in this playoff game at least once. You know Brock Purdy loves him. Yeah. You know San Francisco loves him. So why not combine the two that are sure to happen and get yourself a plus 300 out of it? It's really the part that like, Brock Purdy loves him for whatever reason. And like, look, it, it, it's... There's always those quarterback and skill position like chemistry that some quarterbacks have with those guys. And if for for whatever reason, it's been Brock Purdy and George Kittle ever since uh, Brock Purdy took over as the starting quarterback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers here, right? And like you mentioned it, he's had, what, seven touchdowns over the last four games for the San Francisco 49ers. And um, I, I do like uh, Kittle to find the end zone here this weekend uh, in the first game against the Seattle Seahawks. And uh you look at like look, you look at CMC's numbers against the Seattle Seahawks in his career. They did match up, like we mentioned earlier this year, uh, after the acquisition of uh, Christian McCaffrey over to the 49ers back on December 15th. 26 attempts, 109, uh, sorry, 108 yards. But even prior to that, against the Seattle Seahawks back in 2018, 125 yards on the ground. 2019, 87 yards on the ground. I understand you talked about that Elijah Mitchell is going to be back, but. He's still coming off that injury, right? You you want to you wanna use the guy that's been hot for you, which has been Christian McCaffrey uh, for this offense of the 49ers. And also George Kittle, right? Finding the end zone. So at, what was it, you said it's three to one? Uh, yeah, yep, three to one. Yeah. So, I mean, look, that, I think that's great value, especially for for two separate again, the props that have been consistently happening over the course of the past couple months here for the uh for the uh for the San Francisco 49ers. So no argument for me on that one. I love it. Uh all right here, Rod. Let me get over to my player prop number two. Let's go over to that second game of the night between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the uh Los Angeles Chargers. I am gonna go with Austin Eckler. Over 35 and a half receiving yards in this game. And we take a look at the season-long stats here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They allow the second most receptions to the running back position and also the second most yardage receiving yards to that uh, running back position. They allowed about close to 49 uh, receiving yards to their running backs. And they also gave about 6.4 receptions per game. But Austin Eckler, I mean... I, the guy doesn't need an uh, I get explanation for this. I mean, he he's been doing it all throughout his career, as far as receiving the ball out of the backfield. Uh, you take a look at the last two games of the regular season. He had 36 against the Denver Broncos, 39 against the Las Vegas Raiders. Prior to that, against Miami, 59 yards in that game, and against the Jacksonville Jaguars in his career. Um, he's been a monster, at least uh, through the air, three career games against the Jacksonville Jaguars receiving yards earlier match of the season. He had eight receptions, 48 yards 
back in 2019, four receptions, 112 yards, and then back all the way back in 2017, five receptions, 77 yards through the air. So he's three for three against the Jaguars. But I think more importantly for me, he got it done as well in the matchup earlier this season. So I think in the first playoff game for Justin Herbert, I think that we'll maybe see him taking care of the ball or or making better decisions, I guess we can say, versus forcing it, the ball down the field where, hey, if Austin Eckler is there for a check down or in a screen pass situation, he's going to get the ball to Austin Eckler and he's going to be able to get the yards. So I thought this number was a little conservative at 35 and a half for Austin Eckler on his receiving yard. So I'm taking the over here, Rod. Conservative is right. I, but the, the Chargers have to, they have to make sure Eckler is involved in this game if they want to win. Jacksonville's riding a hot streak, much like the 49ers are. Maybe not to the extent that the Niners are, but Jacksonville's mm-hmm. also a team with a ton of confidence right now, and they feel like they can beat anybody. So yeah. for the Chargers to win this game, they have to turn to exactly what, what their strength is. And, and it's been Austin Eckler for you know the better part of a couple of years now. And when they go away from him is when you start to see the, the Chargers sort of stumble a little bit. So they got to get him involved. They've got to get him the ball with enough touches to make him uh, a lethal against the Jaguars. And I think you said it perfectly, too, where I don't know if he's going to take a a ton of deep shots. And for Austin Eckler, he just has that knack of finding the open space when he's the outlet receipt, when he's the outlet, right? And he just knows where the defenders aren't, which is why he's so lethal in the the passing game. So um, I love this number. I love uh, Austin Eckler to go over today or this week, rather. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Before we keep it rolling here, let me tell you guys where you can get down on these player props. And that's going to be over at WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. The NFL playoffs are officially here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now over at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And there's still time to get into the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. SGPN has teamed up with Homage for a NFL Playoff Challenge. The winner will get $300 in cash, a $100 gift card to the SGPN merch store, and a $100 Homage gift card. Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash homage for all contest details and to enter the SGPN app. Just hit the contest tab, but make sure it's only exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, Rod, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Let's get over to your next player prop. What do you got for the people? Well, you know, it's not me if I don't give you a defensive uh, prop bet for the prop cast. We're going to turn our attention to Miami's linebacker, uh, Alandon Roberts. His over-under uh, tackle total is set at five and a half, juiced at minus 105. I like this number because, again, they are taking on a, a very tough team uh, in the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, if we expect... For them to run the ball quite a bit in the second half, the linebackers are probably going to get a good amount of work 
in that uh, in that capacity. The last time uh, Landon or, or Roberts took on the Bills, he had five total tackles uh, the last time, but the first time they played, he had seven, uh, mm-hmm. three solo, four assisted tackles. So again, I, just like I said, they're going to be running the ball quite a bit with him uh, in the second half, and I feel like he'll be right around that. Last few games that he's played, though, four tackles against the Jets. Man, it's the Jets. Ten tackles against New England, seven tackles against Green Bay, six against the Chargers, nine against the Texans, seven against Cleveland. Uh, the guy's got 107 total tackles on the season, and, yep. and twice he's had 10 total tackles. He's a hell of a linebacker out there for Miami. He's going to get a ton of work, even if it's tackling Josh Allen uh, on some of his uh, sprint outs or, or, or you know, when he tries to escape the pocket. So mm-hmm. um, love, love the fact that his number is only five and a half. I think he can get there. Love that it's 105 minus 105. I think there's great value in that as well. So give me that. Yeah, kind of like I think what you and I both are thinking about this game script is that they, the Bills, are going to get out to a lead in the first half and, and then just come into the second half and just run the ball. And, and try to get out of there that way and just shorten the game, whether, you know, it's into the second half. And I think that's where the opportunity is going to uh, uh, line up for Roberts to get those tackles. So, um, uh, yeah, as long as, you know, they're, they're going to be consistent about running the football here, whether it's Singletary, James Cook, Josh Allen, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah, I think that he can definitely get over this number. And like, and like we said, he's gotten over this number plenty of times of um, – this season, at least the number of five and a half for uh, Roberts here. So, yeah, no argument for me on that one. Uh, all right. For my next player prop here, Rod, I'm going to go over to that game between the Giants and the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take Kirk Cousins under 24 and a half completions. Yes, I did say under. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this number is a little inflated to me, especially for a playoff game. And now, I would expect the uh, the Vikings to run the football more here with uh, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison um, against the Giants' a lack of rush defense. You know, we've talked about the Chargers and the Seahawks of how bad their rush defenses are. Where Giants are right down there with them. Uh, Giants finished second to last, number thirty one out of thirty two teams in opponent uh, yards. Sorry, opponent rush yards allowed per game. But Cousins also has plenty of history against the Giants since his days in Washington, right? And 10 career games against the Giants, he's gone over this projection only twice of having 25 or more completions. Now, he did go over this number in the matchup earlier this season, but the last time he did that against the Giants, you have to go all the way back to 2015. On top of that, three career playoff starts in his career for Kirk Cousins. He's only gone over this projection of 25 completion just once, which was back all the way in 2016. So um, I, I, I think that we'll see more of a running attack here from the uh, Minnesota Vikings with cook and Madison. Like I mentioned acting cousins here to get 25 completions, I think is it may be a big number for him. So I'm going to take the under, on 24 and a half completions here for Kirk Cousins here, uh, Rod. You know, it's funny because Ryan McIntyre, obviously the one of the hosts here on the NFL Gambling Podcast, has has clearly stated that he believes that the Minnesota Vikings are probably the most overrated uh, team in the entire playoffs. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, and so for, for that to be true, I mean, obviously we got to think that Kirk Cousins is, is not necessarily as glorious as advertised. And so, I mean, I, I could definitely see this happening because... What's the what's the the overriding narrative here about Kirk Cousins in primetime, Kirk Cousins in, you know, in the spotlight where he wilts under pressure? 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, any under on Kirk Cousins is probably a, a, a good bet this weekend. Two teams that made it into the playoffs that have a negative point differential. Number one, the Minnesota Vikings at minus three and the Miami Dolphins at minus two. Now, for the Dolphins, maybe obviously that minus two is because they probably did they didn't have Tua for a few of their games there. So for me, Kirk Cousins, he's not in that one o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern time window. He's playing at three thirty. It is quote unquote. It is prime time here for Kirk Cousins. I think he folds. I'll also add this here, Rod. Kirk Cousins to throw away interception is also at plus odd. So if you want to, if you think, uh, sorry, uh, Kirk Cousins throws an interception, you can find that at a plus price. And I'm currently seeing that right now at plus 110 for him to throw an interception. It's probably worth a sprinkle. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's might be a, a great, uh, a great addition to your portfolio. Uh, Justin loves it. <laughs> yeah, Justin loves it. Yeah, fade uh, primetime playoff Kirk Cousins. So glad uh, Jay Mark is in agreement with me about uh, Kirk Cousins here. All right, Rod, take us over to your next player prop, man. What do you got? Uh, are, are we getting into the touchdown props? I've got I've got a pretty touchdown prop. Uh, did we give out four each or was that three? I gave out four. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I missed one. Ha ha. Uh, yeah. I have one more. You're right. Uh, I'm going to go with Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is... Uh, rushing total is actually set right now at uh, 30 what is it 30 37 and a half can't even read my own writing uh, 37 and a half rushing yards at minus 115 um look Gus Edwards is is always I mean he's coming back and he's he's done uh well and is coming back but again JK Dobbins is still there and and really listen this running game is only more effective when uh, Lamar Jackson is in there. We've seen that this has been such a, a, a limp offense without uh, Lamar Jackson. And so over the last couple of games, Gus Edwards has had 16 yards and two yards. Granted, he had 99, 55, 66 before that. But over the last couple of games, he's been wholly ineffective. Three carries against the Steelers, four carries last week against the Bengals. Now they're asking me at 37 and a half in a rematch against the Bengals. Uh, I, I do not see this happening. And in fact, I really honestly believe that this uh, Ravens offense will have nothing going for it uh, at, over the, the course of this this playoff game. Because again, they're going back up against the same team they, they met last week. And it's just going to be tough sledding for them. Yeah. And we just don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback right now for the Baltimore Ravens either, right? I did see a note before we did jump on that Huntley is a definitely a game time decision uh, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. But also the fact that are they going to even have the opportunity to run the football? Like if they're trailing by 10 points by the end of the first quarter or even two touchdowns, yeah, maybe you can mix in some runs there. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to throw the football to climb back into the game and, and cut into the deficit. Um, and he also, Kirk, he, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, Gus Edwards is coming off of the concussion, right? He, and, and I just don't think they're going to put him in that position where he's going to have a lot of snap counts in this game. I think it's going to be more J.K. Dobbins that's going to be the featured back for this Baltimore Ravens uh, rushing attack. So, yeah, I like it. I think this number is a hair too high for uh, Gus Edwards here. So um, definitely like the under on Gus Edwards here for this weekend against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, all right, for my last player, probably before we get into touchdown props, I am going to go with, uh, let's go with Tom Brady on Monday Night Football. Over 42 and a half pass attempts in this game. And I think that 
we talk about Tom Brady. I think last week is an example of this where I think that he kind of told the offensive coordinator to F off and he's going to run this offense. And we saw what he did last week or sorry, against Carolina um, in that game where it was a must win game for them. Uh, that was by far this season, the best game that Tom Brady has had uh, when it mattered the most. Right for to for them to win that game to get the NFC South division title and to get into the playoffs. He threw for 45 times in that game, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 432 yards. But we've seen numerous occasions on the season where he's throwing the ball at a very, very high uh rate. Talk about the Panthers game, 45 against the Arizona Cardinals, 48. Uh, He had 44 against Cincinnati, 55 times against your uh, San Francisco 49ers, 54, uh, 58, 44, 49, 52, 52. So you kind of see the theme there. And I think when it matters the most, and and if they are going to be trailing in this game, that they are going to have to throw the football. So I just think the game script here or the offensive plan here is going to be let Brady cook. Let Brady run the offense. I don't see. I, I can't see a world where they are going to be running the football. But I, this may be one of those games where it does turn into a shootout. But at the end of the day, I think the offense is going to be on the arm of Tom Brady. So I know this is a big number at forty-two and a half. But Rod, we've seen it numerous, numerous, numerous occasions this season where he's thrown well over this amount of attempts. So Tom Brady over forty-two and a half attempts for me here as my last player prop. This could. I mean, and not to sound dramatic or anything, but this could be the last playoff game we ever watched Tom Brady play. I'm not yes. saying that he's going to officially announce retirement and then come back out of retirement again. We've seen that story before, but mm. I will say that if this is going to be one of the last games that we watch Tom Brady play, he's going to want to leave a mark on the game, on his career, and on everything else. So, I mean, and, and tell me, Munaf, we don't, I mean, the, the Bucks can't run the ball. I mean, Leonard yeah. Fournette is not effective anymore. I mean, it's no. not, we haven't seen him do much of anything this season, which is why Brady's been throwing the ball 600 times a game. So, I mean, to get him to 43 in a playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night, this is like, this has got Tom Brady slinging the ball all over the place, written all over it. So I, I love the over on this as well. I was trying to see how many times he's averaged throwing the football on his home field. Yeah, he's averaging 46.7 in the nine home games so far this season. Uh, They did face the Cowboys, I believe, earlier this season. Um, If I'm not mistaken, let me double check that. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, so I think it was week one. Uh, He was 18. He only had 27 attempts in that game. But again, again, this is a playoffs. Tom Brady's not going to leave the chance to the running game for them to beat the uh, Cowboys here in advance of the divisional round. So I really like this play at over 42 and a half. Uh, All right, Rod, uh, let's get into touchdown uh, prop bets here, whether it's first touchdown, anytime touchdown, wherever the case might be, let's find the end zone here. We've been pretty good at these. Hopefully we can carry that momentum into the playoffs here. What do you got? I got a fun one. I found shop around for this one as well. Uh, This one is a, is kind of a combo. It's any three players to score a touchdown on the super, uh, super wildcard weekend. The grouping is this. Mm-hmm. It's Elijah Mitchell. Okay. It's Ezekiel Elliott. It's Tony Pollard. And it's CeeDee Lamb. It's like cowboy heavy. Uh, but three only three of those guys have to score a touchdown for this to work. And I'll tell you right now which three I think it's going to be. I think okay. it's going to be Mitchell, Elliott, and Lamb that get into the end zone. Mitchell did it twice 
last week uh, against the um, uh, the Cardinals. Sorry, I had to sit there and think about when he did it. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb found the end zone uh, last week against the, the Commanders and then twice against the Eagles. And then Ezekiel Elliott has just been a touchdown machine up until last week against the Commanders. But then again, he only had eight carries for 10 yards. That was kind of a meaningless game. But before that, had ripped off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like a ton of games with a touchdown yeah. <laughs> in a row. Like that's well documented. So now in a playoff game in a playoff atmosphere where he's going to get carries, obviously he scores touchdowns. He's, he's just, like I said, 10 in a row. Um, and for Mitchell, I think Mitchell gets in the end zone because we, I mean, as much as McCaffrey has become the absolute stud in that backfield, we saw that Shanahan still loves to give Mitchell work, especially around the goal line, which is why Mitchell ended up with two touchdowns last week. So um, I think between the three of them, that's how you're going to cash. And this is actually at plus 425. So if, if three of those guys score in a day, I mean, even if Pollard gets into there, it's still fine. But you get plus 425 if those three uh, score a touchdown for you. Yeah. And again, like, the stars are going to shine. Right, it's a playoff, so stars have to shine. And the guys that you mentioned there, uh, CD Lamb, he's no stranger finding the end zone, whether it's on deep passes or, or you know, within the ten yard line. Uh, Zeke, I mean, the, the the resume speaks for himself this this season, where he's had, I mean, you battled off what nine, ten straight weeks where he had a touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys, um, and then Elijah Mitchell. I, what the point that you exactly just made there is that if there's a goal to goal situation. You're probably going to see Elijah Mitchell in there over uh, Christian McCaffrey to get that football into the end zone. So yeah, at the odds that you gave out, I, I yeah I can't argue against it. So and the stats back it up like we talked about there. So um, yeah, hopefully you can catch that for our uh, for our listeners. Um, so I'll, I'm going to throw this out a couple ways here. Uh, you talked about the guy earlier for the San Francisco 49ers. I, you have to throw in George Kittle for any time touchdown. Um, I'm currently seeing that number at, let's see here, uh, touchdown scores. George Kittle, uh, anytime touchdown is at plus 140. You know, we talked about the chemistry that him and Brock Purdy have. He's had seven touchdowns in the last four games ever since, you know, Brock Purdy took over as quarterback, especially uh, – or not especially, but he had what a couple games where we had multiple touchdowns for the 49ers offense. So I will give that at plus 140. Although, uh, how, yeah, how crazy is it that it's a plus money? I mean, it is right. It's crazy. That's that seems like a steal. Yeah. Um, and then my other one I did like was also in that Cowboys and Buccaneers game. Mike Evans, uh, plus I think it was plus 130 here. Let me double check this plus 160 anytime touchdown. Um, I think that momentum or something that they may have found against the Carolina Panthers, I think that has to translate here into the playoffs uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, whether it's goal to goal or whether it's, you know, red zone touchdown, whether it's another deep ball to Mike Evans, I think that the possibility is going to be there for Mike Evans to find the end zone um, this, uh, this, this weekend or on Monday night football, I should say against the Dallas Cowboys. And I gave out a hundred and fifty to one touchdown parlay on the mothership when I was on there with Sean and Ryan. So I'll throw this one out there as well. You know, maybe put a couple dollars on there. Nothing too crazy. So let's go. George Kittle, two touchdowns. Uh, that's at 11 to one parlay that with Austin Eckler, two touchdowns at plus three ninety, And then Mike Evans, like I just mentioned, anytime touchdown at plus one sixty. 
that's going to get you odds of, let me get the updated number here, uh, right around 152 to 1 there, Rod. So I think there's a possibility. Again, we talked about George Kittle. We talked about Mike Evans just getting one. And I think Austin Eckler will be the feature guy for this offense for the Chargers uh, to score uh, hopefully a couple touchdowns here. So I'll give that out as a very long shot, long shot parlay. Put a couple bucks on it. Let's see what happens. It's beautiful. I mean, George Kittle did. Uh, we got in the end zone twice against the Seahawks last time they met. So that, that's entirely possible. Talk about Austin Eckler needing to be Austin Eckler. And, you know, Mike Evans, if if Tom Brady's going to get the whole offense himself, Mike Evans is probably going to end up finding the end zone at some point. So I, I love it all. Yeah. Um, I got one more. If yeah, you go ahead. Uh, I'm actually giving out TJ Hawkinson. Um, he's got an anytime uh, touchdown stat as well. Uh, and I'm going to, fi- I got to click it, man. At some point tabs just have to start coming to me. That's all there is to it. Uh, I liked TJ Hawkinson in this one. Cause his anytime touchdown is at plus two thirty five and Hawk. I know, right. It's just insane to think that it's that he got in the end zone twice against the giants last time. Granted, he's only got what six touchdowns on the season, but he was a key part in that game against the giants, uh, winning, and scoring two touchdowns in that game mm-hmm. gets him back again this week. Um, and, and you talk about Kirk cousins being, I guess, primetime flop, but he's going to need to throw a touchdown pass at some place in there. And uh, I think Hawkinson just at least get one uh, for the former Iowa Hawkeye, uh, Mr. George T well, TJ Hawkins and George Kittle. Uh, both of them. Yeah, they both were. So look at that. We're giving out some Iowa Hawkeyes for J Mark. Uh, yeah, J Mark yeah. is a happy camper right now. <laughs> I, I, like I said, Hawkinson to get at least one touchdown. Uh, I like his, I like his plus two thirty five odds for that. It makes sense, right? Like I think the attention is going to be on Justin Jefferson for this giant secondary to slow him down because we saw what he did this season, just torching defenses. Uh, and in particular that game against the giants as well. I think he had a big game in that game as well, but yardage wise, but when it gets down to the red zone area, you know that Kirk Cousins is going to be looking for Justin Jefferson, which opens up the opportunities for guys like whether it is hopefully TJ Hawkinson to find the end zone uh, in this, in this game against the uh, New York giants. So yeah, I'm not going to argue against that one. Uh, All right. Before we get into best bets here, Rod, let me tell our listeners about underdog fantasy at underdog. The season never ends right now. You can play their fantasy football playoff, best ball, the gauntlet, Win $1 million. That's right. $1 million in prizes are up for grabs over at Underdog Fantasy. They also have a ton of games of daily games. I'm sorry for the NBA and NHL as well. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at UnderdogFantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Rod, let's close out this episode strong for the PropCast. Um, why don't you lead us off with your best bet for this uh, super wildcard weekend for our player props? I feel like it's hard to pick just one, but I'd like to get ours done early and get you plus money early. So I'll do the Kittle TD and the CMC over 75 rushing yards at plus 300. They're both going to happen. I mean, it's just a matter of whether or not you want to miss out on bundling them to get yourself three to one odds on your bet. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I basically think both of them are going to happen. You could bet on them individually if you want, but put it together and, and get a, a sweeter pot. I like it. Again, we talk about the offense for the 49ers. It's CMC. 
It's George Kittle and it is Debo Samuel. And I think Debo Samuel, I know he's working his way back from injury. They got him back last week, got his feet wet again, just get some more playing time. But CMC has been the hot hand, right? As far as rushing the football. And we talked about it. He's done it all three times in his time um, against the Seattle Seahawks, in particular, the most recent time uh, when he joined the San Francisco 49ers. So, uh, yeah, I like his rushing yards as well. And look, we talked about George Kittle at George Kittle, I'm sorry, at volumes on this pod already for him to find the end zone, just the chemistry that he does have with uh, Brock Purdy. So hopefully he's able to find the uh, end zone as one. I believe he will, especially I love this at plus odds for George Kittle this weekend uh, for him to find the end zone. Uh, all right, for my best bet, I'm going to go over to the Chargers and the Jaguars game. Give me Austin Eckler over 35 and a half receiving yards. I just feel like this number is way too conservative here for um, Austin Eckler. Now, we already got the news. They're going to be without Mike Williams in this game. Uh, so that's going to, I think, open up more opportunities for Sure, the other receivers, but again, I don't think you see a world where Justin Herbert is going to be forcing this football down the field like he would in the regular season. It's in the playoffs, right? One mistake can flip this entire game for you, send you back home um, and not advancing to the next round. So I think Austin Eckler is going to be um, important here for this offense, whether that's in screen passing, whether that's in the in the screen, uh, sorry, screen game or the check down. And like Ryde mentioned when we talked about Austin Eckler, that he has he finds ways to make not only find that open space, but yards after catch is a big thing for Austin Eckler as well. So Rod, for my best bet, Austin Eckler over 35 and a half receiving yards. You're the man, you know it well. So I I think this is going to hit as well. Uh, Jay Mark pointing out, how about a Iowa Hawkeye touchdown anytime parlay of Kittle, Hawkinson, and Font, and I am trying to put that together here quickly. Hey, win bet, build your own bet. You could do that. Yeah, so make sure to get over to uh, win bet, build your own bet. It's I'm pretty sure it's going to be north of twenty to one uh, for that parlay because I'm seeing Noah Font five to one, Hawkinson, like Rod mentioned, plus two thirty five, and George Kittle at plus one forty. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be way north of twenty to one on that uh, touchdown uh, parlay for this weekend. Rod, your Niners are up first. They're leading off this weekend. Give me a final score prediction, my man, before we get out of here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be 35 to 17 uh, San Francisco 49ers on top of the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I say 35 because they've been scoring like mad lately. That offense has been on fire indeed, my friend. So, yeah. Hopefully we come back next week. And I know you guys were talking about the recap show, a 49ers victory for the NFL pod. So uh, I have, again, hefty tickets on these 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So if they do win it, I will definitely be sending some gear to my man, Rod, uh, if they win the uh, Super Bowl uh, this uh, February. Rod, anything else before? uh, Sorry, anything else we need to get off our chest before we get out of here? No, just uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. And I also have a, a I find it on Twitter, my recent offering for the Bay Area Sports Wrap, uh, for Bay Area Sports Wrap, rather. And and uh, it's a super, it's a super wildcard weekend preview of the game between San Francisco and Seattle. Uh, love my guys over there at Bay Area Sports Wrap, and they let me. They let me break it down for you guys. So uh, have fun reading that. And it's on my Twitter at RJ Gomez. There you go. Make sure to follow 
Arad on Twitter at RJ via Gomez. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. And again, make sure to download the SGPN app. I think there's about three different contests that are happening right now on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They're all free to enter. The NFL Playoff Challenge. Uh, I know SGP, Sean and Ryan are, are doing a contest. And then we have the NBA MLK uh, Day Games uh, Bingo Contest as well. Giving away cash prizes, uh, gift cards to the merch store. It's all free to enter. Just make sure to head over. Uh, uh, sorry, download the app. Hit that contest tab, and you'll see everything that uh, you need to get into those contests. All right. We'll be back next week, as usual, for the NFL playoffs for the player props. Bet responsibly this weekend. Hopefully your your teams win this weekend. I know the Niners will, or we may not hear from Rod uh, for maybe a week or so, but uh, I think they get the job done in uh, in easy fashion this weekend. All right. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.